the Four Pillar Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. It's a podcast. Come on. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Four Pillar Podcast. On this episode, Evan Piarki and Christian Jackson are together for their overlap time discussing a very important topic to Evan's heart. This episode will be a more serious discussion all about the situation that is going on in Ukraine right now. For those of you who do not know, Evan is a missionary kid from Ukraine, and so everything that is happening right now in the country is big on his heart, and he and Christian both wanted to talk about it for today's episode. So sit back, relax, enjoy the conversation, and also join us on Instagram at Carlson Hall NCU if you would like to interact alongside this podcast the day of the release. Hi, welcome to the Four Pillar Podcast episode. I don't know what number it is anymore because we have a lot. I'm Christian Jackson here with Evan Piarki. I'm the RA of Four West. Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the assistant resident director, the ARD. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. The ARD. Yeah. It's a big position. Yeah, a little bit. It's not it's not that serious though. I'm really just like Chris Wolfley Jr. So Hey, I, I wish. <laughs> Chris Wolfley's uh amazing. Yeah, he is. It's a lot of fun. So Today, before we get into it, uh, we just want to tell all of you that Wednesday, February 9th, Carlson Hall Chapel. It's going to be great. Let's go. Yeah, we want to see all of you guys there. Evan, you want to give us a little sneak peek of what Ooh, we're talking about? A little sneak peek little into sneak. chapel. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever uh, wanted to meet our dads. I have. I've definitely wanted to meet um, the RA's dads, so... Hey, you'll get a little, you get to meet our dads on Wednesday, kind of. Yeah. Um, but it'll be good. Um, be there or be square. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's all the, that's all the sneak peek guys get. That's all you get. It's, we got to save some for the actual, actual chapel. Also, there might be a little sneak peek at Carlson Hall merch, which we have been working meticulously on. It's fire. You. It's 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 fire. That's all we gotta say. Some of the best merch I've seen in a while it's, from anywhere. Yeah. yeah, we got some of the best music from North Central coming out. Mm. Now some of the best merch mm. coming out. I mean, and this we year got is dads. just going crazy. And yeah, dads, it's wild. It's good stuff. Dad Chapel. Yeah, Dad Chapel. Nothing like it. So Christian, what are we uh, what are we talking about today? Yeah, we're gonna be talking about something that is pretty important to Evans. So if any of you have been keeping up with current events or news, you know that. Um, Ukraine and Russia have had a bit of strained relations lately, and Evan was actually a resident in Ukraine for quite a while. So Evan, could you just kind of give us a background of like your experiences there when you grew up, uh, some of that stuff? Yeah. Uh, so when I was four years old, uh, my parents uh, felt called to move to Ukraine and be missionaries there. So um, my twin sister and I, Emma, moved there with my parents. Um, at four years old, like I said, and they started an international church there. Well, they took over a, a basically dying international church there. Um, and I lived there for about 14 years of my life, going from kindergarten all the way up to senior year of high school. Uh, a lot of my life was spent in church in an international school called uh, Kiev Christian Academy. 
um, which is basically as close as you can get to like an American education in Ukraine. Uh, so that was a, a big part of my life. And then just, yeah, living in Ukraine and um, living with the people there. Uh, and a lot of people say like, oh, what was it like in Ukraine? Like what's different? Or all this different stuff. And I'm like, you know, Ukraine was my home for su such a big part of my life. And so my my uh, context of, of the United States really wasn't really apparent in Ukraine because um, Ukraine was my home growing up. I, it was hard to compare the United States and, and Ukraine because Ukraine was all I knew. Now being in, in, in the United States for um, quite some time now in college, I'm kind of able to obviously get some contrast in there. But uh, it was interesting, interesting life growing up and, and something that I would never really, really trade for anything else. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess like Evan, just to introduce us a little bit to the culture, what are maybe a few like mannerisms or characteristics of the people there that you find like in interesting or maybe are like super different when you got to America? Good question. Um, my, my dad is a pastor, so he gets to meet and talk with a lot of people who have a lot of questions about Ukraine. So I was always with him when he would, when he would talk about Ukraine and the people there and the people that he's ministering to. And he always had this saying that, um, Americans are like peaches. And in the way that they're peaches is that at the, at the, and the outside, they're nice and soft and they're um, really just happy and say, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. And how are the kids? And all this like yeah. um, really surface level happiness. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to the core, it's so hard to get in yeah. and to figure out what's really going on, how you're really feeling. Uh, that's just how... I guess the United States has, has kind of become. But when you go over to Ukraine, the people are a lot like watermelons. Mm. So on the outside, they're very hard, very stoic. Um, everyone just seems very angry. Like you'll go on the, the metro system. That's basically was my main form of transportation was public transportation, either on buses yeah. or the subway system. I'd always go down in the metro and it looked like everyone just wanted to like kill each other or something because <laughs> everyone was just like stone cold faced, yeah. just like super stoic but once you like get to know them and they invite you to their house they're like the most hospitable people you'll ever meet super kind super lighthearted. uh some of the nicest people you ever meet in your life just like you know like the watermelon with the heart outside and once yeah. you get to the center it's soft so that was kind of a lot of that's a good way of looking at the difference between you know people that live in the united states not saying you know generalizing people in the united states yeah but just the common themes that you'll see in people in the difference between the United States and Ukraine. But that's a, that's a really big part of the difference in people's mannerisms, the way that they are, the way that they live their lives, things like that. Yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah, that's a really interesting comparison. What, Evan, is like one really formative memory you have of Ukraine that kind of like shapes your, like how you remember it? Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think something that I haven't been able to do here in the in the states like I used to in Ukraine was um I I guess this sounds this sounds funny but we would like just kind of go anywhere we wanted mm. and usually in places we weren't supposed to so like abandoned buildings we would like go out in the middle of nowhere we would literally break into stadiums and like go and like 
walk around and kind of do whatever we wanted. And there wasn't a lot of like people stopping us from doing that. So a lot of my memories, my core memories of like experiencing those like life, not life changing, but those memories that you'll kind of always remember are, are the times when like with my friends, we would just go out and just walk and go and find these random locations outside of the city of Kiev, which is which is where I the capital city of Ukraine, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but kind of um, just go out of the city limits and just explore, because n- none of us had cars. We would just take a bus and we'd ride and we go wherever, yeah. and then we just explore. And here it's like you kind of just go from point A to point B, and that's basically it. Right. But when when we were over there, we would just take a bus and go anywhere. Yeah. And then we just explore all of the different towns and the cities and all across of the outer uh, cities and towns of Kiev, we would just kind of explore. And that was a big part of like uh, my living there. And even like we had this one time where we like actually broke into a stadium and just like walked around this like big stalker stadium and like there were like guard dogs and they were like <laughs> actually chasing us down. And it was, it was actually kind of terrifying, but um yeah just great memories with with my friends exploring places and and just kind of like what are we gonna do today well let's just take a bus and go see what happens kind of so that's fun that's that's pretty funny so yeah now that we've had a little bit of an intro to your like memories or ideas of ukraine how about we talk about what's been going on right now so if you kind of want to just give us an intro to what is going on right now and then maybe backtrack give us some history behind it yes so Currently, there is some high tension between uh, Russia and Ukraine. There's a lot of history between them uh, going back years and years and years. Uh, But right now, um, Putin is really, as much as he's saying he doesn't want to, a lot of their actions kind of line up with an appending invasion of Ukraine and ultimately a takeover of Ukraine as well. Uh, A lot of this... Uh, started, well, it kind of started when Ukraine got independence. I forgot which year it was, but got independence from from Russia. But the majority of the conflicts actually happened in 2014. So in 2014, there was this thing called the Maidan Revolution in Ukraine, where basically uh, it was found out that the president of Ukraine wanted to give Ukraine over to Russia. Mm-hmm. That was his plan. And the people of Ukraine did not like that. So they went on this big peaceful protest against the president of Ukraine. So they, they flooded the streets. They were in Maidan, which is the downtown center of Kiev. It's kind of just like, it's like, it's like Times Square in New York. It's like the downtown of Kiev. And people were there and they were, they were protesting peacefully and what really wasn't anything happening. And then somehow it just became very violent. Uh, there's this documentary on Netflix. If you guys ever want to see what Ukraine looks like or kind of the places that I used to walk growing up, it's called Winter on Fire, and it's on Netflix. It's all about the Maidan Revolution. I highly, highly recommend it. It's very good. It's graphic at some points, but it's it's very, very good. And um, they just do a really well, great job of documenting everything and just some of the food, footage. I'm like, how did they even get that? But um, when that happened, Russia kind of took advantage, and they kind of sent in Russians to go and make the protests violent. So inciting violence within the peaceful protests, which eventually made the people, the the police become 
super violent towards the citizens and the citizens become violent towards the police. And it was basically a civil war in, in Ukraine. And within that, Russia decided to take over this place called Crimea, Crimea which is the south of Ukraine. It's a Crimean peninsula. And in 1991, Crimea kind of became its own place um, to Ukraine. So it's kind of an independent place. But Russia came in, annexed and took over uh, Crimea. And so in 2014, that was a big point in the fact that Russia had kind of made a statement of we're taking over Crimea from you guys. And Crimea is not even, you know, if, if you look on a map, it's very much more on Ukraine's side than it is on Russia's. So there's kind of this like spot that Russia has right in Ukraine. And that kind of started this conflict. And so there's kind of been this tension between Ukraine and Russia since then. And, and I don't even know, just in the past couple of weeks or months, uh, Putin has started amassing troops on the eastern side of Ukraine, on the north side of Ukraine, on the border between Belarus and Ukraine, which is kind of close to Kiev. So there's soldiers right close to the capital city of Kiev. And then also on the south in Crimea, he's also amassed a lot of soldiers there. Uh, there's some really interesting, I was just reading some articles even just before this, and um, the U.S. has started, you know, sending soldiers over to Ukraine to help. Lots of outside countries starting to help, but Biden actually says that if this invasion occurs, Russia goes in on all sides of Ukraine and invades Ukraine. It'll be the bi biggest invasion since World War II. And the soldiers that have amassed around Ukraine has totaled up to at least 100,000. Mm -hmm. So there's like, it's a really big deal and there's a lot happening. Uh, Ukraine is really, Ukraine is standing up and they want to fight and they want to, you know, fight for their independence because they've been doing that since they became independent. They want their independence as a country. Uh, but, you know, with even the U.S. coming, they're saying like, hey, like, let's not make this a big thing right now. We don't want an invasion so u.s coming has like created higher tensions as well even though it's helpful it's created more uh, higher tensions as well so there's a lot going on between both countries and uh as much as russia is saying like no it's not going to happen like there's a, there's a high chance that it will and mm -hmm. but well I'm, we'll see what happens um god willing it, it be peacefully kind of ends and has a resolution but you know right now with the things that are happening, the, the actions that are being taken on both sides, it's kind of impending, so. But only time will tell. Yeah. So, Evan, what is, like, I don't know, how does this make you feel being that you, you grew up there and what are some of, like, did you see any of this type of stuff occurring while you were there? Yeah, so, like I said, um, a lot of it started in 2014, um, with the invasion in Crimea and taking that. And so basically since, actually since 2013, all the way up until I graduated high school, which was about 2019, like we were aware that there was a, basically a war happening. Already there was conflict, there was fighting, there was bombs being dropped, um, you know, on a consistent basis. We had a church plant that our church had in Crimea uh, and it was a thriving church. It was going, it was um, really well. It was, people were coming to Christ, but there were like, people were going to sleep to bombs every night. And so 
there was a war that was definitely happening just right outside our doors. So our family had to be, you know, pretty aware of that and ready to leave if that were to happen. And so growing up, I, I was aware of it. Um, we were far enough away to the point where like, we didn't really have to take like necessary precautions quite yet. Yeah. Um, but we were close enough to where um, things were happening and things were, things were scary. So that was a, knowing that is interesting. I think there's a lot of safety in the United States, at least uh, for, for a long time. But right now uh, in Ukraine, it's, it's very scary. Things are happening. And yeah, growing up, it was, it was interesting feeling safe, but also feeling unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, even just like right now in Ukraine, embassy workers for the United States, missionaries are being called out. Everyone is being like ordered basically, or at least advised to leave the country. Yeah. So it's, it's gotten to the point where it's a, it's a serious matter and things are happening. But yeah, growing up, it was kind of both sides. But as a kid, you really don't, you know, I was, you know, when it started, I was in middle school. So I still really didn't know exactly the, the totality of it and the, what really was going on. I just knew that things were happening and there was, there was mm-hmm. fighting and war and, and evil. But, you know, I had my family, I had my school, I had my church, and that was kind of my life in, in yeah. middle school and high school. There's, it's hard to really see what's happening on the outside world when, you know, as teenagers we care so much about our feelings and our the people kind of in the proximity of us so yeah growing up it was kind of just in the back of my head of of knowing that that this could really be happening right now yeah how do you think growing up in ukraine has like shaped your your perspective of like the world now because i feel like for a lot of people who grow up in the u.s we feel a relatively like high sense of safety and so a lot of us don't even consider world politics or like all these countries that are experiencing like turmoil pretty severely for you know years at a time yeah i would say um growing up knowing that there's kind of war outside my front door uh helped me really realize that like i am not bulletproof yeah i think sometimes people can get really caught up in the everyday of just kind of living life and and whatever but there's like there's evil out there in the world and you know we're still very we're not yeah we're not bulletproof we're you know we don't have armor on our skin like we we are vulnerable to a lot of things and so you know even being in Minneapolis during some of the rioting during some of like the George Floyd uh, riots and a lot of the things that were going on um, with that you know, there were some people that were saying like, oh, it's not, it's, there's no way they're going to, you know, nothing's going to affect us, things like that. But me on the inside, I was thinking, man, we got to get out of here. Some, something might happen. Like I was, I was feeling differently than a lot of people here because I understood the, the, the gravity of what's going on. Yeah. Not saying that they don't understand the gravity, but really that I, I was surrounded by that my whole yeah. life. Like even being on public transportation growing up like I had to be kind of on my hay game in case anything went down Mm -hmm. and so uh, understanding that it kind of changed my perspective on on safety and on on living in the United States and even just conflict happening around me uh, for sure yeah yeah that's really interesting too I think another thing I would ask you then is like how did that affect your faith because I think like I've read like there are a lot of authors who talk about like and we even see it throughout history that like faith um, 
often flourishes under persecution and you know faith usually sort of becomes lukewarm or flounders when there's not much of like a threat to it because people feel like safe and they don't feel like they have to focus on it that much so what is like your your thoughts on that aspect yeah yeah growing up uh you know as i said before you know my dad's a pastor so i i grew up in the church i grew up understanding who jesus was and what he should be to us and you know i you know i a lot of pastors' kids can kind of sympathize with this. Of so, some of it, just kind of became white noise at some points growing up. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I know. But it never really was like a, a personal thing for me until like middle school. But when when it comes to faith, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's a weird thing to say, but when like under persecution, under like real heat, like faith comes to fruition like yeah. it really comes to the surface like your real belief in your heart of what's happening or in jesus or in jesus's sacrifice in your to you in your life or really any form of your faith really becomes real when you when honestly when death comes into the picture mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big and that's a big motivator for to anyone to to figure out what's going on in their life and, and things like that so yeah i think my faith my faith was always strong growing up. I think that's something that I was grateful for in the ways that, that my parents raised me. Um, I think that they wanted me to feel safe no matter what growing up, which I appreciate now thoroughly. It's something that I hope to help my kids feel safe from as well. But, you know, I think, yeah. I, yeah, I guess, like, like I said before, like even when you said like, in persecution, like faith really becomes comes to the surface and what you really truly believe or how much how much you care or how much persistence or dedication you have to like your faith in any religion comes to the comes to the surface I think so I think that's that's something that I've I've witnessed for sure growing up just even seeing my even my Ukrainian friends or the Ukrainian people that came to our church like their home country like really who they are, their nationality in this war torn space, you know, them having to rely on God, that was something that I really admired and and got to see kind of firsthand. But yeah, I think growing up, uh, I was also going to mention this early, earlier, but growing up as like, uh, I guess American kid, you know, in another country, it's such a unique experience. And, um, you know, there's there's kids that, go, you know, their parents are embassy workers, so it's a little bit different than maybe like a missionary kid that's growing mm-hmm. up, you know, just the ways that their parents raise them or the or the ways that their parents are around more. There's just diff- different um, things in that respect. But yeah, I just think that MKs are, are some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. I think a worldview is something that I can never... I, I, I just think a worldview, a global worldview is something that's so important and something that I would never trade for the world. Being able to to go to a ton of different countries in my life. Like I've been able to go to like 20 plus countries already in my life and I'm not even 21 yet. And it's, it's just such a privilege that I've been able to do that and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I think people get so caught up in like, 
oh, but then I got to do this or I got to go buy this and then I got to buy a ticket and I go here and then I got to mm-hmm. do this. And it's like, no, you just got to hop on a plane and go. Yeah. And you get to experience a different culture, a different life. And it's really not as bad as you think. Yeah. Like people there understand that you don't understand the language. So what? You know, the world is the world's even going to a, a lot of English speakers anyway. I've seen a lot of young people nowadays. Like even when I was growing up, young people were constantly trying to learn English because they understood that that was a really big uh, uh, language of opportunity but yeah like traveling is so is so important and understanding that there's so much more to this world really opens up your mind and also really opens up your heart for people I think mm-hmm. as well and even just even your appreciation for God and your relationship to him as well I think it just opens up so much so buy a ticket to wherever you want to go you can go by yourself but get a friend or a loved one and just go to that place, even if it's just for a couple days, for a week, just go and experience the world because it's like, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, that's super good advice, Evan. I definitely have a lot more questions that I would want to ask you, but I think just to wrap it up, what do you think that we can be doing to like change our perspective and like how can we also be like praying for Ukraine and praying for the world and like what can we be doing here in the States? That you think is important yeah i think uh I, I guess firstly in terms of like ukraine and and tensions that are happening there i think a big a big thing is just like in any conflict or any world news i think just educating yourself is very important i think understanding what news outlet works for you probably the most like unbiased one would probably be the best option uh what kind of whatever you use just understanding and educating yourself about what's going on in the world What's happening? I mean, there's a lot that goes on in the world, uh, but the news does a does a, a decent job. Um, at least the majority of the unbiased outlets do a, a really good job of of showing the major things that are happening. So I think educating yourself is important. Obviously, I think prayer is a big a big deal. Prayer is powerful. Prayer works, and so I think, and and prayer also just connects. Like when you're praying for somebody, or you're praying for a place, or you're praying for really anything in your life it helps soften your heart towards what you're praying for, I believe. So I think just prayer is a really big, big tool to minister to people and just uh, have your heart open for what's happening in the world. But yeah, I think prayer is important. Education is important of what's going on. And yeah, I guess, I mean, off the top of my head, I think that's what I'm thinking. But yeah. Yeah. Well, Evan, thank you a lot for giving us a insight into what life in Ukraine was like and what's going on right now. So absolutely. I hope that was helpful for all of you. And maybe we can talk about some other countries in the future, in the future with some of our other missionary kids. Yes. If you guys have any questions, you guys can message the Carlson Hall Instagram. We're going to be super active on the Carlson Hall Instagram. Yes, this, sir. This semester Cole's doing a crazy job on there. We're super excited for it and get ready for the dad chapel on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so fun. And uh, we just love you guys so much. Um, we love Carlson Hall. We love being able to serve you guys. Um, and we're our doors are open for you guys whenever you guys. And if you guys have any questions for me about Ukraine or the world or my experiences in it as well, um, my door is always open and I'm ready to, to talk about it. So, yeah. Yeah, as they say, college life. Co- college life. Man.
All right. We will see you guys. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to our discussion. While I personally do not know much of what is happening in Ukraine right now, Evan has been keeping up to date with everything that's been going on. So if you will, please keep Ukraine in your prayers and don't be afraid to talk to Evan about the situation that's happening. Next week, we will be joined by two other RAs discussing yet another random topic that they come up with in their overlap time. And we hope that you are enjoying the conversation so far and that you will continue to listen as the weeks continue.